0: Hi, everybody! Thanks for joining us. This is the Single Parent Advocate Podcast. I am Daryl Moody, joining you from Orlando, Florida, my home studios here in Orlando. Stacy is at the SPA Studios there in Dallas. The good folks there at Venture X, Lewisville, the realm at Castle Hills, that beautiful palatial studio there. Stacy, how are you today?
1: i'm doing great daryl i've had a good weekend and a good day today we're on the heels of north texas giving day everybody jumping in to give us donations and so we're so excited because it's gonna just help thanksgiving and christmas be better for so many more families so i'm tickled pink
0: awesome well we're going to talk about vacations uh on this week's episode of the single parent advocate podcast we'll get into that first but let's get some housekeeping out of the way bring us up to date there with uh, singleparentadvocate.org and the good work you guys are doing there. We've got a bunch of fall programs coming up. Bring us up to speed, Stacey, on what you're doing.
1: So right now we're basically in a preparation phase for uh, when we go out and uh, help families really for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, We will come alongside some other area charities for a We Are One uh, outreach uh, at an area mall where we're gonna give away... uh, food, turkeys, and Home for the Holidays kits. Um, People are going to be able to come through and get COVID shots if they need or want them. And uh, so we're super excited about that. Uh, Right now, as we speak, uh, the families that have been nominated for this program are being um, uh, sent an email so that they can register. And uh, when they register, they're going to be registering for both Thanksgiving and Christmas so that... Uh, these two outreaches are actually connected. And then we also have uh, the group, Matthew Six Ministries, uh, jumping in in the middle, trying to uh, help us organize and, um, I don't know, just get everything off the ground. So it's a big preparation time for us, really the month of October. We uh, do everything we can to stage uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas here locally in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And then... um, One of the things I'm super excited about is we're working on National Single Parent Day for March next year. We're going to have a fundraising gala as well as a golf tournament. So we may have to fly you in. You're going to be our special host and guest right and you're gonna play some golf with our people here in Dallas I would love to do that would you yeah okay so hopefully we'll bring a little bit of the sunshine state into uh you know Louisville Texas and uh that's home base for us Louisville Carrollton and uh I'll, I'll make sure we keep everybody updated, but we're super excited to be planning that. And so we're going to love on our families and then we're going to love on our donors and volunteers with a great big fun event for uh, national single parent day. And hopefully we'll be able to do something online nationally, you know, where we can get our national audience involved in that too. There'll be no, maybe a silent auction.
0: Now I know you're I know you're 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 focusing on on the road ahead and fall programs and the holidays and stuff like that, but give us an update on the back to school stuff. I know you were getting some laptops out to families to to help them uh, get the supplies that they, they need to to learn in the school year. Talk to us about that
1: so um Adova community which is a home church community helped us um, deliver out about half of the Chromebooks that were donated by Gateway church Dallas here in the Metroplex and uh, we are working on getting the other half out to the rest of the families um, I have three of those families who I'm going to be seeing this Thursday uh, just to go and talk to them about you know their single parent journey so that we can kind a spotlight a family kind of like we did beth earlier on the podcast mm-hmm. and um yeah it's really really cool we're we're basically lifting the lives of these families but not only the parents the kids as well as as we kind of discussed you know it's kind of our hope that we will not only you know be single parent advocate you know but really kind of advocate for the whole family so we're getting these chromebooks steadily out um, with over half of them in the hands of the families already
0: and talk to me about the reaction of those families the ones that you've been able to get the the chromebooks to obviously you know that's an important piece of of what's in the kids backpack this year nowadays just with all the technology that's available to kids Uh, share with me some of the reactions from folks
1: well, we have, um, we have, well, I took about two or three videos that I'll share with Eric to edit into this week's podcast from the families that I personally uh, met with. Hello, I'm Lindsay and I have three girls and this laptop is so awesome and, um, is just going to bless us tremendously. I'm so excited. Um, I need to go back to college and, um, so this is going to help me do that and then hopefully do some, um, online working as well. Um, This pandemic's been tough. So this is an amazing blessing and I thank Gateway so much. Hi, my name is Jasmine Jenkins. I wanna thank Gateway Church for donating the Chromebook. It's gonna be really appreciated in my house. Uh, The world took a big turn last year with the online learning. Uh, Most of the kids didn't have Chromebooks at home and you can't really um, do all of the things that you need to do on your you know personal cell phones because they want you to be on the desktop so this actually comes great at a great time and it's going to be greatly appreciate it's greatly
0: appreciated and well needed thank you again and you guys have a blessed day
1: each of the families were incredibly grateful, you know, that, that all said, you know, this isn't something that, you know, a single, that they in their budget anyway, could go out and just go get a Chromebook or a computer, you know, off the cuff like that. And so um, the major, major uh, feedback was, Oh my gosh, thank you. So, so, so much. We even had one of our moms who has a disability, you know, um, and she, she, of course, on a budget that she has to live on, on disability, she, um, you know, wouldn't have been able to provide this for her kids. So, um, and then there was another mom that came through and she has four teenagers in school. And she was like, grateful for one Chromebook, even though they all needed one. So, you know, all of them, it was like oxygen and it was really going to make their lives a lot easier. And their students, their, their, you know, children who are students fare better in school, you know, So I'm super grateful on all fronts that they were willing to share their stories with us. Right. And, uh, there's going to be more of that. So we'll be able to kind of let the faces of the families and the voices of each of these parents who are comfortable, you know, uh, speaking, uh, kind of, talk about that. And hopefully I'll be able to maybe get Eric to edit a few of those into our podcasts so people can actually see on our online audience kind of where we're headed with the show and, and what we're doing feed on the street in people's lives. Well, it's so good to see,
0: uh, you know, when you give at singleparentadvocate.org, it's so good to see, you know, the end result of that and see the impact that it has on the lives of, of single parent families and kids. And, and in one case, a mom who really need that stuff.
1: Oh yeah, you know, and it 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 was emotional for me. You know, I was out there with uh, the Adova Community Church, and uh, you know, uh, meet you know single parent advocate being such an organic organization, we don't get to meet very often. We've been virtual. We've been hundred percent volunteer driven, you know, it's really a community of single parents helping single parents. Right. And so a lot of the families have been with our organization and in our community for a while. Some of them are new and just getting that touch point with everybody and being able to ask them, how's it going? Let's pause and talk about, you know, how's it going in the rest of your life where it's not an event. We're just getting together. We're delivering service. And we're asking, you know, how are you? How are your kids? Uh, I found out we lost one of our moms uh, throughout COVID, which was really sad news. Uh, Was it too COVID? Uh, Yes. Um, So that was uh, hard to, hard to hear, Uh, but we did get a Chromebook into her daughter's hands and her sister stepping in to help with, with things. So, you know, it's just a time of really connecting and um, using, uh, you know, what God's given us to, to share and to lift, you know, body, mind and spirit, you know, in practical ways and emotional and spiritual ways if possible.
0: Good stuff good stuff glad to hear that those uh, Chromebooks are getting into the hands of the people that need them so so let's dive into our subject matter this week and that is taking vacations and we touched on this last week and promised to, to get into it deeper this week uh, you know you and I both took vacations you know within a week of each other uh, although yours sounds way cooler than mine but uh, but you actually went to Hawaii uh, tell us about what you did out there with your son and his wife.
1: So Chris and Joy, those are their names. And they have a puppy named Kenai. Uh, They have gone to Hilo, Hawaii with their eyes set on uh, going to university at the U of H. She wants to study to be a marine biologist. And Chris is, uh, you know, still musical theater. So it's kind of a match made in heaven. I'm like, oh, my word, they could both work at SeaWorld, right? And um, so Chris and joy both have full-time jobs. Now she works for a veterinary clinic and he works for petco. And, um, it had turned out that my, uh, travel companion, one of my girlfriends, uh, couldn't go. And, um, I ended up going alone. And so I, we all shared their car and I would take them to work and then I would find little places to go throughout the day. You know, there's gardens everywhere and I love gardening. So I was in heaven. Right. Uh, but then in the evenings we would just, you know, eat, watch a movie, hang out together because they had to go to work the next day. And then after, I don't know, two or three days, we did take one great big field trip to the other side of the Island. We swam with manatees and, And, you know, just kind of had a a trip to a coffee plantation and it was all, you know, kind of on their days off. So it was more about visiting them, having quality time with them and seeing what I could. I did go to the volcano. Chris took me to the volcano for sunset one night. We drove up there and it was so cold. Oh, wow. I couldn't believe the temperature change. You think about Hawaii being really warm, right? It was freezing up there and we went through a lava tube. That was wicked. Uh, lava. What's actually, a, what's a, what's a lava tube? A lava tube is where like, uh, you know, the, the Mount, the uh, volcano erupted and um, there's a tube that's created by the hot lava going through the land. And um Not not an active volcano, right? Yeah, it's active, but it wasn't erupting. I mean, you know, so there was a lot of steam coming out of the ground. There, I'll send a, I'll, I'll give Eric a picture so we can show the folks. Was that nerve wracking
0: being on? I mean, because I mean, you you don't know when a volcano is going to erupt. I mean, I would imagine that'd be a little bit.
1: No well, right. They have all kinds of like um, seismic, okay. you know, instruments, weather control. They really monitor, you know, the mountain and or the volcano. And so we didn't feel bad. And we ran into this cute couple from California. And We all went down the lava tube together, you know, and it was fun. We had a good time. Uh it was, it was cold, though. Just know if you're going to go see the mountain in Hawaii, it's not going to be 85 degrees when you get up to that elevation. Even if you're going to a volcano, right, you think it's going to be hot up there. Now, there were these steam uh, parts where the steam would come out of the ground. And if you put your face there, yeah, you're going to you know, probably get burnt. You just have to be careful. But uh, it was beautiful. And I understand you got into... An
0: altercation with a lava rock?
1: Oh, it was horrible. I don't know if you can see this. Don't zoom in. But what happened was we had on um, well, snorkeling. Our big field trip was to go snorkeling. And that's a story in and of itself. <laughs> And so I'm putting on my flippers and I'm sitting on the rock and, and the rock kind of had some, you know, algae. So it's a little slippery and of mm. course the waves are coming in. So I've got one foot in the air, my hands up here and the waves are coming in and I, I did the electric slide <laughs> into the water, but I wasn't ready and so I went like this to stop my slide and I punctured my finger. I, what was so weird, Daryl, was I didn't even feel it. I didn't feel it at all. Well, the so adrenaline. I, I get going into the water, swimming around, and I see these little trail of blood going everywhere. And I was like, oh, what is that? And it was my finger <laughs> bleeding. So we snorkeled the, the reef, had a great time, got out on the beach, and lo and behold, I had a problem. It was like a puncture wound and up walks, um, a retired member of the armed forces who happened to have all the gear to take care of it we had a band-aid all the all the you know (laughs) the things we needed and he he was a former member of the coast guard and him and his wife were so wonderful so they sealed it up and we hung out for a little bit longer and then you know went to where we were staying but it was you know i felt kind of like oh my gosh i'm a problem you know i'm kind of debbie downer today because i punctured my, my hand, you know, but it was, it was okay in the end.
0: Now, how, how was it, you know, cause, cause like you said, your, your, your son and his wife continue to work. And, you know, even though you're on vacation, you know, their, their day-to-day life is continuing to move along the way it does. Did did that present any challenges Were you kind of begging them to go out and do stuff and, and did you find them saying, Hey, listen, you know, we got to be up early in the morning, that kind of thing.
1: Well, you know, because I had to replan the trip, you know, because my friend couldn't come in the end, um, I just stayed in a real humble place for about a week that was about 15 minutes from their apartment. And we were sharing their car. So it was kind of a given that we were going to be attached to their work schedule. So, you know, I went and got like $400 worth of groceries and we were all excited about the groceries. We were picking out, you know, what we all loved. And so one night we cooked dinner together and it was really good. And uh, Joy and I went to a local farmer's market and picked out the Hawaiian uh Fruits and different things that she wanted to share with me. And we were giddy happy about it. You know, we had special dessert together while Chris was at work and, you know- Well, just, cooking together is fun anyway. Yeah, and then the next day- um, you know, I think they both went to work, and so I went and kept Kenai the puppy and found two places where he and I could go walking where pets were welcome. And so Kenai and I went adventuring, and uh, he had never been on the beach before, Daryl. <laughs> a Hawaiian a big, dog never been on the beach, not mm-hmm. really in the water. He's a puppy, you know, like four months old, okay, big puppy, and so. I mean, he really needed me to, you know, hold him back and control him, you know, and so we went to a waterfall. If anybody wants to go to my Facebook page, you'll see me up in front of a waterfall. Kenai's not with me in that picture, but. You can see, you know, uh, one, I think, you know, in my photos and, uh, you know, here we are at Rainbow Falls. And then we went from there to, you know, a trail and we could walk this trail. And, you know, uh, we went on this. It's like a scenic tour where you could pull over and look at different, you know, stops along the way. And you know, by the time Kenai and I did that and everything, it was time to go get Chris and Joy and figure out what's to what's to do for dinner. Are we going to cook? Are we going to order in, you know, watch a movie, you know, what was um one of the things that I always did with Chris uh, growing up was we played Uno and we would get in these Uno wars, right? And so um I brought the game, but we never got around to it. We just ended up, you know, taking care of the puppy, talking, catching up, you know, talking about what our adventures were going to be and where we wanted Mm -hmm. to go. And so it was, I, I would say, yeah, I had a little bit of FOMO, but what we did to take care of that, you know, was we made a list, we did research, we made a list of all the places where we were not going to be able to go this time. We picked out one or two big places to go, which was the snorkeling. And then also we went to go swim with manatees. We took a tour to go swim with manatees. And and then the rest of it was small stuff that I kind of did through the day while they worked, and then we had our quality time in the evenings. So, it was you're right. It was it was a different experience than we thought. But then I got more time with them. I got to see what right, their life you didn't was like. Was a friend with
0: you, right? Sure.
1: Yeah, and and that was r- really awesome, you know. And um, I, I think it was the way it should have been. It worked out the way it should have been.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, my, uh, my vacation with my kids the following week was uh, maybe more exciting, but shorter and, and in a much less uh, exotic locale. So we had basically a five-day Labor Day weekend from Thursday through, through Monday. And on Thursday night, we started off with a college football game. My alma mater, uh, UCF, was hosting Boise State. So the girls and I had tickets, and then my girlfriend ended up bringing her uh, 14-year-old son. So it was the five of us. And uh, if you've ever been in Central Florida in the summertime, you know it rains every single day. Uh, and in this case, there, there were thunderstorms and lightning around the stadium. And what was supposed to be a 6.30 kickoff didn't end up being uh, – we didn't even get into the stadium till 9.45,
1: Oh wow! Uh,
0: yeah, so so I well, remember
1: you talking about that.
0: And I think it was a it was a seven o'clock kickoff. I apologize. And anyway, it was a two hour and forty five minute rain delay. So uh, we ended up just going to one of the on campus bookstores there in the athletic village, and uh, we hung out for a while. And and you know it was good because I mean if it were just the girls and I, I don't know that we would have sat there that long waiting. But because we had you know friends with us. You know, we were able to kind of keep each other entertained and stuff. But uh, once we did finally get into the stadium, by then it was, you know, you sit wherever you want and that sort of thing. And uh, we ended up making, you know, because my girls are six and eight. So, you know, they're probably not going to make it till 1:30 in the morning watching a football game. So we stuck around till uh, the middle of the third quarter. And then we and then we finally went home because the next day I was taking them to Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure two theme parks here in Orlando. Um, and I, and I learned the hard way that my kids at eight and six are probably a little too young for universal studios and islands of adventure it's more <laughs> teenage themed rides and roller coasters and that sort of thing. So, you know, we rode what we could, uh, but there were some challenges, uh, you know, with that. And, and, you know, we learned some, some lessons about perseverance, uh, at least, you know, making it through, from one theme park to the other day. And, it, and it, I remember being upset at the time because we went to Islands of Adventure first and then we took the train ride from Hogwarts, which is the, you know, in the Harry, Harry Potter land. We took the train over to uh, Universal Studios, which is the first theme park. And I didn't realize it, but uh, it was actually the opening night for halloween horror nights which is a seasonal thing that they do where they have haunted houses and they're themed about different horror around different horror movies and that sort of thing so by the time we got over to universal studios they closed that theme park at five so we had to go home Uh, but by then we were all tired and fussy and the rain was starting to move in so um, it worked out well Uh, so then on the following day uh we woke up and we went down to palm beach county in, in, in south florida and, and made a beach weekend of it. I rented an Airbnb and a condo complex, not far from the beach. And, uh, you know, that was a lot of fun because we were in a, in a condo as opposed to a hotel room. So we were able to buy food and make our own right. dinners and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did get a beach day in, but uh, I, I, and I should have known better. And, and if you've ever been in Palm Beach County, I mean, it's one of the wealthiest counties in the country. Mm-hmm. So, you know, The PO folks only have a few places where they can get onto the beach because a lot of it's, you know, the beach is public property, but the access points are only at certain places. So we ended up going to the Lake Worth beach. uh, And that was where many, many years ago, there was a casino on the beach. So it's kind of like a big, you know, municipal complex with what used to be the casino. Now it's some restaurants and shops and that sort of thing. And there's a pier there. So we went in the morning to go kind of scope things out. And of course, you know, you go at 10 o'clock in the morning, park wherever you want. It's nice and easy. So, and I remember telling the kids, I was like, we need to go and get our stuff and come back because this place is going to get busy as the day goes on. So we didn't end up making it back to the beach until about one in the afternoon. And by then, you know, it was packed. You could you could hardly find a place to park, at least oh, wow. not anywhere near. So what we had to do is that thankfully there was a little circle drive. So I unloaded and I'm and I'm when I go to the beach, like I set up camp literally. I've got a big pop-up tent, and there's plenty of chairs and coolers, and I bring radios. Because to me, if you're gonna go to the beach, you got to be there all day. And if you're gonna be there all day, you can't sit out in the sun. So right. you, you gotta bring the gear. So that was kind of a challenge in and of itself. Unloading the gear by myself, parking the car way on the other side of the big uh, public parking lot, and then hoofing it back uphill to the beach with the kids. And uh, if you if you're if you're a, I'm a beach aficionado because I'm I'm a Florida native, and and I'll take a beach with light sand over a beach with dark sand any day because if you've ever walked across a beach with hot with dark sand, it is really hot. So I did
1: that. I did that for the first time because they have black sand. It was yeah. a completely different experience. It was yeah. so cool to, you know, and of course there's turtles in the water, but the water's cold. The, the, the black is hot, you know, hotter than what I expected. And, uh, yeah. And then the whole experience about sand being black was, was new for me, you know? So yeah, but it's imagine. all ground up lava rocks down there. Right. So, so, well, it it felt like lava
0: where we were. (laughs) So, and my, and my, my six-year-old Claire, bless her heart. She just was struggling. I mean, she can't carry much anyway. Um, So we had to like carry stuff in stages, unload it here, go get some more unloaded here, get it down on the beach, leave it here, get to pick your spot out. And, and bless her heart. The poor thing at one point, I'm like struggling to put the tent up by myself and she's just sitting in her chair, screaming, saying, I never want to go to the beach again. This is terrible. And of course I'm like, Hey kid, you're a native, like you're going to be going to the beach your whole life. Like, if you think this is bad, you're going to have worse experiences. Uh, But, you know, I I turned it into a teachable moment for the kids where I kind of said, Hey, listen, it's a huge hassle getting the gear from out of the truck to being on the beach. But if you can work together and suffer through it together, you know, within 15 minutes, you've got the, beat, the, pot, the, the tent set up. The kids are in the water playing. I'm sitting in my nice chair in the shade. And, and if you can get through that, you know, that 15 or 20 minutes of misery, you know, you've got all day ahead of you and you can have fun. It was so nice. Uh, there, was a, there was a sandbar out far enough. So there weren't big waves breaking toward the beach. So we are able to, you know, spend a lot of time in the water and it was I wouldn't say it was calm, but I mean, you know, you weren't struggling with the surf like I would imagine you are on the North shore. Um, So, so, you know, that kind of became an opportunity for us to kind of learn together, but um, you know,
1: Life's kind of like that, isn't it? I mean, like,
0: Oh, for sure. As a single parent, we all know that. Absolutely. You've got (laughs) got moments of chaos and then,
1: you know, every now and then it's working toward this, you know, this, bright goal i mean it happened to us too you know we ended up going to the wrong snorkel spot but when we got to the wrong snorkel spot we had been driving so long it was frustrating right and uh, we were irritated but then we kind of took pictures there and uh, it was a, a historical place for native hawaiians so you know i would say utmost respect uh, for that cove that we were at but then we had to go down a long dirt road and we weren't sure where we were you know we had our navigation and we we're like we are going to be getting in the water we are using our new snorkel gear you know because i blessed yeah, keep the your eyes on the prize you know yeah i mean it's like you guys let's not be irritated let's breathe deep you know they're like Arr. and so uh we get to the new spot and the new spot is nice uh you know where we can kind of put our stuff and everything. And we had the same thing, Yeah, unload the car. And I had um, gone to Walmart and gotten, you know, just like a couple of beach chairs because they didn't have beach chairs. They didn't have a cooler. You know, we didn't like blow the bank out or anything, but, you know, I just thought, you know, groceries and a couple of beach chairs would be nice to leave my adult children with, you know, when I leave. So we, we broke it all out, set up camp, just like you're talking about. And then, you know, <laughs> I decided to go at war with that lava rock, but um, you know, I mean, life's messy. You
0: know, well, the vacations
1: I- are messy.
0: Well, the irony of it, Stacy, is that I, you know, I planned all these awesome events and things to do, but I mean, if I'm being honest, my kids enjoyed swimming in the pool at the condo complex More than anything. And I enjoyed, we had a fantastic seafood dinner that Sunday night. And, and, you know, I feel like for them, the highlight was swimming in the pool. And for me, it was just, you know, going elbow deep into a a big bowl of shrimp and crab, uh, but it's, you know, you you, you you try to plan the vacation out and you have all these great ideas of what you want to do. And I, and I tell my kids every time we go to the beach, I tell them the same thing. I go, you know what? Next time, I'm just going to book a holiday in on the interstate because all you care about is the pool. And and so, you know, it, it's just funny how, you know, but you got to create those memories. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, I'm not really going to stick my kids in a holiday in at the interstate. But uh, it was just funny how, you know, the downtime was really what we enjoyed the most, even though we had the football game and the trip to the theme park and the beach day and all that stuff. It was, you know, it was, it was the, the quieter times one-on-one that we, that we really enjoyed the most.
1: Well, I think that's a great message, you know, because you and I um, are pretty blessed. I mean, I never thought that my child would live in Hawaii. Like to me, okay, that's a lot of pressure. Um, you know, that's a big airline ticket. But then, you know, even over there, there's affordable ways. I mean, it was only $5 to check in, to go see the waterfall. You know, there was only like 10 or $15 to go see a different waterfall, you know, to go see the botanical garden there. It was $20. So it wasn't like, you know, I was having all of these, you know, big expenses, even the zoo to go to the zoo was free, you know? So the, the bulk of, of the so money, no big like, expensive
0: luau, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. It was just, um, it, to go up and see the volcano. We, we thought we were going to have to pay, but, uh, we didn't have to pay. We just walked right up, lava tubes, everything, you know, just, so it was more of like a state park kind of environment, you know, mm-hmm. where all of the beauty was in, uh, the land. And, um, I think there's a message in what you're saying. I mean, I know I kind of identify with it based on I experienced it in my way for a different reason. But, you know, um, not everybody can go uh, to Universal Studios. Not everybody can pay for airfare to go to Hawaii. And you feel this pressure to do it all while you're there because you don't know if you're ever going to be able to go back, you know, or uh, you know, can't recreate this this year or this, this moment in time. And um, so we overschedule. I know I do. I overschedule. I would have gone and overscheduled us, but. um, Well, and you have to, you have to do the stuff while you're on vacation.
0: You have to, but, but it's just funny how, if you ask my kids, their favorite part was night swimming. And and my favorite part was just having a a nice meal out with my kids.
1: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, maybe that applies to not just vacations. Maybe that applies to our work week applies. I know people who look at my schedule and they're like, Oh my gosh, Stacy, what are you doing with your life? You're, I mean, there's stuff all the time. If there's not a place to go, there's, there's things to do and there's very little downtime for me to uh, hang out, but I'm, I'm carving that out, you know, where I have time to, uh, to you know, get myself taken care of, whether it's my nails, my hair, my, body, you know, to work out, um, talk with a friend, work on uh, a crossword puzzle, believe it or not. Maybe I'm showing my age on that one, but you know, something where we're connecting with ourselves, connecting with our family and connecting with God, you
0: know, well, I'm going to do that next week. Cause I'm going fishing. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: So that's, so that's daddy's trip is next, next week I'll or in two weeks, I'll be, I'll be on a boat in home Assassin.
1: Um, you know that i think you know I, I know we we talk about vacation of course school's already started and everything and we're kind of circling back to the topic but i think it's not really about vacation what we're talking about we're talking about simplicity and enjoying and the just, simple things
0: and just getting away from you know what is your normal life and, and connecting with the kids i mean
1: and, and it doesn't require a big fancy trip somewhere far away it can be you know a camp out in the backyard if you have little ones or, and it's, you know, not a miserable temperature outside. Well, when it gets, when it gets
0: cooler, I've got, I've got a fire pit in my backyard. We do movie night in the backyard and I bring a TV out and we set it up on the table and yeah, we roast marshmallows and we'll watch, you know, a a Disney movie or something.
1: Yeah. Or, and, you know, even just, you know, going to the movies or, you know, um, having a sleepover with your kids and their friends, you know, and, you know, maybe simple, Uh, time together is something that maybe we feel pressured to do the bigger stuff and to you know be um like you were saying like a Disneyland Disneyland parent yeah but maybe it's you know card games and cooking dinners together it's you know having s'mores and you know just hanging out and you know that's what we can do anyway it doesn't break the bank you know it's what we can get away with without really having a hard time now i would never be able to to do that with my children since i live here and they live there but certainly uh maybe if they come here i need to remember it that you know i don't need to go take them to go see the ice exhibit and tour all the christmas lights and you know you know do everything when they come to town maybe when they come to town it it needs to be a lot more of the same, you know, cooking together and just being a family.
0: Well, they, they don't have a, they don't, at least for now, they don't have a choice about the football games because I'm a football fan. And, you know, to me, it's important to create those memories with the kids so that, you know, in my mind, so that when they're in high school and they can choose whether or not to go to a football game with you, they'll want to go to a football game with you because, you know, it's a way for them to connect to me and and they'll remember, they'll remember their first UCF game. So. Oh, uh, I'm
1: sure. I'm sure. You're brainwashing them very well, Daryl. That's the idea,
0: Stacy. <laughs> I call it operation indoctrination. <laughs> well. We can, we can talk about that the other, I mean, we can talk about that with another show, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, and it is kind of selfish, but I mean, some of my best memories as a kid were watching Atlanta Braves baseball games with my dad or watching the Gators play. So, you know, I, that's what I want for my kids, yeah, and hopefully, and hopefully they'll grow up and be sports fans, and they'll do the same thing with their kids,
1: yeah, no doubt, no doubt, well, I think you know, um those types of things, especially maybe it's nice that we revisited this kind of thing kind of thinking of processing what we're talking about because the holidays are coming up and we're all uh, hopefully you know fingers crossed we're going to be able to have our families over to our homes and it's going to be you know we're going to be safe everybody's going to you know be uh well and um maybe
0: i already know what i'm doing for thanksgiving this is i don't get the kids this year for thanksgiving so i'm taking a cruise with my girlfriend
1: Awesome. I'm gonna well, go crash her family vacation. Hope you hopefully you won't end up stuck on a cruise ship for a month.
0: Yeah, that sounds terrible.
1: <laughs> it wasn't funny for those poor folks, I'm sure, you know, but I well, know yeah, know.
0: hopefully we don't have a COVID. I mean, hopefully by then, you know, every the COVID stuff is is under control. So I felt like going to a, a cruise in, in the fall was was fairly safe, but we'll find out.
1: I'll always, take my chances anyway. I think that, you know, just remembering not, not to overschedule. Even if you're on a cruise ship, you can book too many dinners. You can book too many um, excursions, right? You can just overdo it and never get any r and I'm guilty of the same thing in life on vacations, everywhere. I'm just, you know, always feeling that pressure to deliver in my life and in others' lives. And um, I think this is a great message. I'm glad you brought it up. You know, it's like, hey, wake up. Like, We should be excited about the simple times. We should be uh, not feeling discontent whenever we are uh, doing life with our families in simple ways. Even if you're in a fancy place like Universal Studios or Hawaii, the simple things are where the magic is. For sure. Absolutely. Good message.
0: Yep. Well, if you want to help uh, Stacy and Single Parent Advocate with their various fall programs coming up, we got the holidays. There's a great need out there. Uh, make sure and go to singleparentadvocate.org. Follow us on social media, the various channels: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Single Parent Advocate. Stacy, got anything else for us this week?
1: No, but I just want everybody to stay well, stay safe. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, take care of each other out there, and we'll see you next time. All right, folks, thanks for watching, care. everybody. Bye.